From the world of AV programming and control with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. James, it's great to be back with you, and I'm looking forward to another exciting episode. How are you? I'm doing great, Steve. Yourself? I'm doing well. I, uh, uh, we're kind of counting down the days to uh, the uh, springtime and also to trade shows uh, up and coming, the big one being Infocom. So it's kind of getting exciting here uh, in the AV industry. Oh, definitely. Uh, it's going to be a good time. A lot of come, a lot of buzz going on of what's coming and who's speaking and what's going on. And I know I'm I'm jumping at the bit to get with Infocom. Very cool. It's uh, I think that we're going to see a lot of new technology and and hopefully this year in 2023. Uh, if you're listening to this time shifted, we're going to start to see some more innovation and and uh, th things uh, really kicking into high gear in, in the AV industry. So looking forward to that. Um, on that note, what, one of the things that we've been talked about uh, here, um, we've talked about modern programming languages, and we've talked about um, how the control landscape is changing. And and a term that comes up a lot is, is walled gardens. And I and, uh, thought staying in theme with uh, our, our past episode, but let's uh, talk about some of these catchphrases a little bit. What do they mean? And, and uh, explore it from a couple of different angles because we talk about walled gardens as though they're a bad thing. And what, what we mean by saying that is that when you're in a proprietary um, state uh, where you, you have a, a manufacturer that's, that's really given you certain limitations in what you can do with their product and, and really define the rules for you. And, and uh, we, we don't have a lot of the same uh, liberties that you would have if you had really a clean slate. And, and there's pros and cons to that. A lot of people tend to think that that's something that is always bad, but but there's there's some reasons why that's being done. So I thought maybe we'd we'd chat about that a bit, and uh, I'll um, kind of turn it over to you from from your perspective um, in in higher ed or or even um, in your programming um, experience. What what are some of the 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 benefits, but also some of the frustrations that you've seen when you have. Uh, what you would consider a proprietary system that that you're uh, you, you have to play within uh, somebody else's playground. It it's hard to really think of the benefits off the top of my head. Um, besides sitting here and saying that you are going to get a consistent feel or a consistency from this wall garden. We would hope that the consistency is a positive one. Uh, I mean, Apple does it pretty good. Like we talked about last time, no one really wants to be Apple, but I feel Apple does a good job of walling their system up so they can guarantee the experience they're going to have, that your user is going to have. Because um, if you talk to Mac users, and I myself am one, they love the system. It's a they know what to expect from it. Yes, it doesn't play nice with everything, but they know how like their environment 
they know that walled garden well, to the most part. So I, I think that's where you get into your benefit. But the problem, especially in the higher ed, like myself, is I need to give that experience to all my users, but I can't guarantee what they're bringing in. So I need to be flexible. I can't be here and saying, okay, you're only going to use IBM computers or you're only going to use HP or you're only going to use Macs and pigeonhole all my users in because that is not acceptable in IRA. You have students who bring in their own devices. You have faculty members bringing their own devices. You have staff members who bring in their own devices. And so there's a, a lot of variables that we in higher ed need to account for. And if my wall garden can only support and give a consistent feel for brand eggs, I am doing a disservice to my students and my staff and my key holders. So, so um, I, I, I'll flip this on you a little bit because I, I don't disagree. And we all kind of feel like we want, we don't want anybody telling us what we can and can't do, but how does security come into play when you start um, opening things up? Because that that's what I've, that, that was a big eye opener to me when I was talking to people and uh, you know, we, we all want to, to have more resources at our disposal, more flexibility and, 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 be, when it comes to programming, be able to use whatever libraries we want, and and uh, you know I think think you know when when you look at uh, if you use the the uh, Apple example, you have Apple and Android, and and you know what one is a lot more closed and one is very open. What 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 are some of the things that you run into with regard to security? Oh, uh, security is a big one, especially when you open it up, because. At, in nature, it, the nature of security is supposed to be inconvenient. It's supposed to be cumbersome. It's supposed to be a lot of hurdles. And I mean, we, we've we come to live with a lot of the uh, security that kind of makes sense where we sit there and go, well, yeah, of course it's going to be that. Prime example is encryption. Encryption is everywhere now. You, we come to expect it. When it's not encrypted, you're like, wait, what? Um, but to get public encryption, there was a lot of uh, pushback on that. The government did not want it. If people who started to dip, uh, dab in it got shut down, they either got pulled into the government or got deceased orders uh, for national security. So it was a hard-fought battle. Um, and that would well, we got to face is you're going to have a issue if you open up the floodgates. You got to be able to handle all the water coming in, keeping right. with the floodgate. You got to be able to control it. You got to be able to deviate it so you don't flood your system or you flood your building with water. Um, you got to be able to handle everything. So, yes. Security by nature is cumbersome. Um, so having a wall garden, you know, you're you're safe. You don't have to deal with it. Getting into um, opening it up to any kind of brand, then you have to be more mindful of what you're doing. You have to know 
okay, if I am opening a uh, telnet port onto my control system, what is the ramification of me doing that? What could happen? What could a bad actor do with this coming in? And and I think that if you keep with that theme, you look at flexibility and the opportunity for people to get themselves in trouble. And, and I think that those are that those are very um, very much on two ends of the spectrum. So you while you want flexibility, uh, you, you you have to understand the responsibility of that. And and uh, I, I think that. That that's what I've learned uh, throughout my career is that we, while we want to be able to do things and there's probably better ways of doing it, um, well, are we going to get better outcomes because we have to be a lot more responsible in, in what we do? And, and that's, uh, that, that's something that, that could be a, a little risky. That is accurate. And another thing we got to be mindful is we are not one-off systems. We are not one-person um, systems. We're, it, when we design something, it's not Steve's using it or it's James using it. It could be a number of people. So if I make my closed system and go, okay, this is very catered to James, I mean, see if you come in to use it, it's not going to be the same experience. It's going to be frustrating. You're not going to like it. You're going to have a bad experience. So we have, especially in a higher ed, and I think in the AV in general, we have to be mindful of that it's not a one person using this system. Our users are multiple. They have their own taste, their own like, their own bias, their own opinions, their you know, it's all variables that are going to play. And I think about this, like, when we look at, up, like, I know we talked about this before and kind of a side tangent, you're like updating systems. Like me personally, if I update my phone and it breaks, it only affects me. But if I go into my classroom and update my system and it breaks, I'm now affecting 60 to 120 students. So there's a lot of factors weigh in there. The the other way that or the the other related topic to this is uh, looking at products that have what are what's talked about as an open API, which the way we would define that is it's it's public. You because because almost every product has an API, but not every product is disclosing what their API is because they want to keep it within their family and, and they, they want to uh, limit their compatibility with other products because they, they're, they're trying to keep the products, keep, keep things within the family, if you will. Um, I think that that's another form of a walled garden where you're, you, you, you can't control something because the, it's it's not it's not intended to be controlled, but but the honest truth is that everything has an API because otherwise it wouldn't couldn't work or talk to other products. Very true, and that's where the wall garden comes in. Is these 
manufacturers are, uh, I'm going to say, are purposely putting these walls up so that us end users are limited in our options. Um, and it's harder. Like if an end user wants to switch, and there's a lot to consider and the wall gardens make it even harder. And this is where when the big boys come to play and the big companies, they have more weight there and they can, can kind of dictate those wall gardens who comes in, who come, who doesn't. And if you're a small guy, you might be more flexible, more nimble, and might be cool. But if you're not part of that wall garden party, you might get shut out. So true. Uh, do you think that uh, from a from a programming standpoint that that we're we're ready to like take those restraints off and that and and almost it's it's uh, uh, almost giving power to um, some people that may not be up to the task and up to the responsibility. Are we ready to open the wall, the gate to the wall? I think so. I, way I envision this right now is AV, especially the big boys, are sitting there at, in their wall garden and the consumer, the educated consumers are banging on the gate and pushing their way in. Um, and they're opening the door. You have a lot of new flexible companies coming in who aren't part of that wall garden, but are making waves. Um, you have end users and you have organization. I mean, I'm going to face it. I'll, I'll make this a little biased, but look at what HEPMA has done in a short time frame that they've been around. They're pushing the boundaries. They're pushing into these wall gardens a little bit and saying, hey, you got to play nice in the higher ed vertical because, yeah, the big boys like the USC's and the Vanderbilt and the Harvard and the Yale's, they're going to get those special in the wall garden treatment. But what about that mid-college in Ohio that, you know, maybe graduates 200 students a year or yeah, 200 students, maybe even less. They mean, you know, they're sitting out in the cold. Uh, and that's not fair to them. That's not a service that AV should want for them as well. So I think we are, you see a big movement from end users groups. I mean, I know Wave It's another one that's making, upon intended, making waves as well. <laughs> Absolutely. I, you know, one of the things I like in, in to, not to uh, delve too far into HEPMA, but I like the idea of the approved products and, and um, having some, some characteristics or checklists that go along with that to, to be able to say that these are the things that we look for. And these are the things that are important to us. And if you want to be considered an approved product, then we, we want to make sure that you understand what we need and and the, the the types of qualities or characteristics or or you know uh, frankly you know you 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 need to let us know if we're going to be able to get access to 
information and, and things of that nature. I don't, I, I don't know how far um, Hetman plans to go with that concept, but I, I really like the idea. I, I agree. I think it's a good thing. And like I said last time we talked about the approved program with Hetma, I think we need to get Donovan on because he could really talk well about it. I admit I'm kind of twice removed from the program because I've been so uh, occupied. I know briefly, like I, I hear the rumblings of what's going on with the approved program. I can talk a little bit about it, but I don't know the full inner workings like Donovan does. But like going on what you're mentioning, this is where programs like the approved program works out. But I'm looking at this little 30,000 feet is I know, especially me in higher ed, I'm sorry, you, Steve, um, you've probably seen this as well, is you might have a manufacturer, so let's say manufacturer A, comes out and goes, we have this great box, black box. How can this fit in your environment? Instead of going, what do you need in your environment? Okay, now we're going to design. It's more they come out like, hey, I got this great box. It does all this cool thing. Can it fit in your environment? Like, you know, we're trying to shoehorn these things in. Instead of going, okay, here's our environment. Well, this is our needs. Let's build something that meets that. And and that comes back to the whole adage that you really don't want to try to sell based on features and specs, but more so benefits. And yep. it, because it can do so many things, it doesn't mean that it's any more valuable. It, it's what's valuable to you and, and your need. A hundred percent. And the thing is, everywhere it's going to be different. And we've actually had this conversation on uh, different occasions and back-end stuff. Uh, just like looking at one feature set. I saw a conversation, I'm not to go too much off topic or too much uh, in the details, but there was this one feature that was being talked about in the back channels. And I even posed the question, it's like, okay, I know about this feature. I have looked it into this feature, but I have never seen it actually used in practice. How many people have? And I've gotten both response. Oh, in practice, people use it all the time. No, we have never seen it in practice. So it's a mixed bag, even in us higher ed of who's using what features. I, I I think that we've hit on a few topics for the future. So <laughs> audience, please stay tuned. And this really gives us a lot of food for thought. And it's always good how these conversations between us, they don't always go the direction that we expect them to, but it also brings up some more conversations, which really is the the value of having this type of a podcast. And and it also speaks to the the very many intricacies of this industry and 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 the type of work that we do. Um, but let's let's leave it at that for today. But please stay tuned and, and we, we will be talking about some more of these uh, related topics in the future. Uh, until then, James, how can people get in touch with you and uh, learn what you're up to? Well, as always, you can get me on Twitter, AB underscore James King. Um, you will be at Infocom down in Florida, so make sure you find me. Uh, I'll be around. And anything with HEPMA, writer for Higher Ed Digital Magazine, the IT and AB Google me, you'll find me.
Wonderful. And, and for me, you can reach me at Steve Greenblatt on social media. You can reach my company, Control Concepts at controlconcepts.net. Um, also do some writing and some other things, as well as host uh, State of Control on aviation.tv. So uh, check those out. Um, but please, uh, please keep in touch with us. Let us know what you think. Um, help us to help you so that we can make sure that this podcast is addressing your need, because we also want to provide the benefits, not just the features. So uh, please, please uh, c- continue to let us know and share your favorite episode and uh, help us to uh, make this a very, really valuable thing. So um, we're always looking to build community amongst programmers and, and look forward to meeting more of our listeners down the road. Uh, please reach out to us. And until then, this has been Ask the Programmer.